Yes, girl, what's up? Hey, Corey. It's the week of Cardi B. It is Cardi's week. It's been an invasion of press. It's Cardi's year. It's Cardi's life. (laughs) This is Cardi. I'm Corey Murray. I am Charlie Penn. I'm Yolanda Sanguini. And this is Yes, Yes, girl. Welcome back to another week. We're in for something special, you guys, because we're going to do a deep dive. I love that word. Deep Deep dive. Use those words. Deep dive of Cardi B. We've invited a special guest, news and culture editor, Christina Coleman. She's going to join us a little later. But first, we want to tell you guys about our special guest this week. We were able to talk with Erica Ash, who's been literally a friend to Essence for long time. Long time. I actually remember her from Real Husbands of, of Hollywood. Of Hollywood. I always want to call it Real House. She Husbands. was Kevin Hart's ex on yes. Real Husbands, y'all. And I remember she just Bridget. had a few scenes, <laughs> but she stood out. Mm-hmm. Then she got for Survivor's Ramirez, and now she is the lead in the new BET show, In Contempt. So please stick around for her because if you're not already following her Instagram feed, we asked her to reinterpret that post she did about the different ways and the different meanings of bitch. And she goes right in. Don't you agree, Charlie Penn? I do. It was everything. Yolanda wasn't there because Yolanda was in Joburg. But Yolanda, I noticed a little uh, bit of a weird segue, but I am curious because you were on the continent when Winnie Mandela died. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was, I mean, please tell us. It was sad that she was, she passed, but I was so, I felt really blessed that I was at home in South Africa when Winnie Mandela passed because I got to mourn for three days with fellow South Africans and it was really beautiful. And I got to go to her house. I got to meet her grandchildren and her nieces. It was really beautiful. So I felt really privileged to be. But we can talk about that the next episode. Yeah, we'll talk about that Okay, because we really want to go. I want to go know what you learned from her family. Yeah. And I want to know about the funeral traditions. Yes. In South Africa, because yeah. I have a feeling like it's probably major. Because yeah. I find that African funerals tend to be like you pay true hom- homage yeah. to someone. You so. mourn for like two weeks. Yeah, I want to know. Like you get married, like coming to your house singing. Like people are at your house, and like it's not sad. It's more of a celebration of your life, what you were about. It's really beautiful. That's wonderful. Really beautiful. All right, somebody's life we're celebrating yes. right now. Yes. And she's going to have a life, a new life. She's bringing life into the world. And we're just going to talk about all things Cardi B, y'all, because you're talking about it. You know, we, are, we know you are. Everybody's talking about her. We're yep. talk about her. All right. Up next, y'all, our deep dive into Cardi B. So, folks, we have gathered together to celebrate the new queen of all things right now. All things. Cardi B. And we have assembled <laughs> a fine group of women. Well, actually, we already fine. Okay. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. But we have invited someone new to the fold. Very special to our hearts. Um, she is, in essence, staffer. She's fam. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's sistrin. Sistrin, <laughs> as they say. And our resident hip-hop guru. Oh, cool. Christina motherfucking Coleman. Christina motherfucking Coleman. Hey, y'all. Mullen, Mullen, Mullen. Oh, married oh. name. And nah, I was it's at all, the wedding. It's all good. I'm, you know, I'm Cardi C right now. It's, <laughs> it's Coleman. It's Christina Coleman. Welcome, Tina. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to talk all things Cardi B. All things Cardi B. All right. First of all, we need all of the listeners to tell us right now what song they're playing. What's their favorite off Invasion of Privacy? Tell us, tell us that. We need to know right now. But I want to start this conversation by saying, what was each of you all's first time that you found out about Cardi? I'll get started. I'll say this. I'm not a big Love & Hip Hop fan. I did rock for the first season of Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, but I never did New York. Mm-hmm. But I would always hear about this wild-ass chick, Cardi B, beating up people. And I was just like, I don't have time for that. But then I interviewed Julie Aganuga, shout out Julie, over at Beats One Radio. And she talked about how she was standing for Cardi B. She's like, a lot of people didn't want to give her credit for her music career. But she was like, I'm just going to go on record and say I love her and I'm ready for her. And this was almost a year and a half ago. And after that, I said, well, let me go listen to Cardi B's music. And I discovered Lick. And then I found myself downloading. And next thing you know, I'm riding at Bo- Bodak Yellow. Like, I don't even know what that was. Like, you were early in the party I was game. early. Not, not too early. I missed the mixtape phenom. But okay. yes, I became a late fan of Cardi so I was also, I love loving hip-hop. I love anything ratchet. Um, highbrow, but ratchet. 
Um, so I watched her on Love and Hip Hop. I didn't know her music, but I loved her personality. And I love that she disrupted all ideas of what we think is respectable. She was like, fuck it. And I love that about her. Um, and then I then the music came, but I just loved her personality to begin with. You know, for me, it was Love and Hip Hop. And I'm kind of sad that I was late to the game because I didn't know she had mixtapes. I wasn't familiar with her music before, but... When she was in the studio and she said, if a girl have beef with me, she going to have beef with me forever. <laughs> that's when I was like, oh, that's my bitch. Because I know girls like her. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like grow up in a hood and you know girls like that, she really is a sweet girl at heart. But she don't take no mess. Yeah. She's funny. She don't give a damn about sensitive, anything. Though. Very sensitive. You know, I know girls like that. That's a runaway girl. She's a regular, regular, schmegular girl from the Bronx, you know. That's why I love her. And then Bodak Yellow hit. And it was the song of the summer. It was the song of my wedding. We played it five times. I definitely wore Louboutins because Cardi B said bloody shoes. <laughs> it w- And every time it came on, they pulled me on the dance floor. And I was walking around my Louboutins that I bought yes. just for this special day because I thought it was Cardi B. Okay? Okay. Oh, <laughs> Charlie Pan. Um, okay, so funny story. My husband found Cardi first because he was trying to tell me you have to follow. He ne- he doesn't he follows like four people on Instagram and half of them are sports accounts. And when he's telling me like two years ago, you have to follow Cardi B on Instagram. And he's not obviously he's not one to be like following people for like body shots and whatever. So I was like, who like you? Who is this person? Because we don't want I don't watch reality TV either. And I started following her just because. He was like, you have to follow her. And every time she came up on my feed, she was hilarious and funny. And I didn't even understand her background or know where she was coming from. I just figured she was an Instagram star, which she she was, but I didn't know anything. And she was hilarious. And then I wasn't trying to be here for the music at first because, you know, I'm not always here for people who just say I want to be an artist and just try to become one. So I wasn't giving it a chance. And then I was at a cookout that last summer and everybody was talking about, what you think about Bodak Yellow? And I was like, uh, and everybody looked at me like something was wrong with me. You know that moment where you were like, like, there was something wrong, but I hadn't really <laughs> even listened to it at the time, right? I just was like, I don't know, and everybody was like, no, don't do this. And so I listened to it, and so every time I sang that song in 2017, people side eyed me, like, you're late. <laughs> you you told us you didn't like her, but I I loved it. I was here for it. It was catchy. When do you, when do you guys think she peaked? I mean, we all know people have had hit songs before, but Cardi took over the culture. You mean like when? It was more than us noticing. Like yeah, then. yeah. That's what I'm I trying mean, to say. you know, it was really over the summer. It would be like you're sitting in your house and a commercial comes on, and you hear Bodak Yellow, and you turn around and it's Spotify or Google, and you're like, uh, but that's my song. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like some type of ownership because that's your girl, right? And you realize now you have to share her with the whole world. You yeah. got you know little white girls talking about blood shoes. Yeah, and then you realize, oh, she really took over the culture. But she she's a gen- she's a social media genius. This is it was only a matter of time. She did all the groundwork for the label. They didn't have to do big promo around Cardi B because she did it all herself. I also listen to the radio still. I'm one of the the few people in the world that still listens to terrestrial radio, and they play they play her song like five times an hour. Yeah, so. That was over the summer, so you had no choice but to pay attention. I never forget Jillian asking me, why is this song so popular? <laughs> Eight-year-old Jillian. And she I wasn't was, feeling it? She was. I, don't kill me and don't come for my daughter. She is a proud Taylor Swift fan. I don't know where she got it from, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was so avert. And like, Kids Bop is not doing a version of Bodak Yellow. And yeah. Cardi knocked Taylor off the charts. So that was a moment. Yeah. That might have been, if we had to pick, like, the moment, that's when people who weren't taking her seriously were like, oh, okay. Yeah. She disrupted Taylor Swift's comeback. Yeah. Disrupted. That's, I. you know what, Charlie? I think I'm going to go with you on that. That's, because there was that moment that it was, like, what? every, I mean, she's sitting next to Anna Wintour at Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Like, um, all of the mainstream media is covering her. Like, everyone and everybody on, wanted some of Cardi. Yeah. Like, that's what I, you know, like, everybody, if they got a picture with her, if they were, like, I was at an Airbnb event, random. I'm still upset about Random this. about, like, their experiences. And out of nowhere, it was all themed around the different boroughs in the, in the city. And in the Bronx one, the wall just moves. 
And there's Cardi B on a stage, you guys. The wall just slides away, and she gives a performance. She performed Lick and Bodak Yellow. And I was, like, Facebook living, Instagram living, and I had over 50 DMs. People were literally like, where are you? Is she a good performer? She was great. You know what she was, you know why she was great? It wasn't that it was high energy. It was her connection with everybody there. Like I was, you know, like if you were standing there and looking at her when she caught eyes with you, she was like, yeah, I see you. You know how we do with each other? Like I see you, girl. Like she's giving you those vibes on stage. She just looked really happy just to be loved and in that moment. And she wasn't trying to do the most. She was just happy that everyone in that crowd, which was mostly white, by the way, mm-hmm. knew every word to that song and were losing their minds. Yeah. I think she is just genuinely excited right now. Mm-hmm. You could feel that energy. But I just I just want to interrupt just for a quick moment. Okay? So you can take this news back to Jillian. <laughs> there is a kid's bop, Bodak Yellow. I just did oh, some there quick is? research. Absolutely. Okay. So she's going to have to do some research tonight. All right. It wasn't on the album that okay. we have at home. Okay. <laughs> but I see it propped up on your screen. Mm-hmm. And I will play this for her. Yes. It looks like they shot this at Atlantis in Bahamas. <laughs> wait. 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 I've got to know later. What? What do they change out for bloody right. shoes? Is it, does it even have lyrics? <laughs> Listen, y'all, I have no idea, but it's a whole bunch of white kids and doing the Carlton dance and the Too screen grab. Yeah, so okay, I'm going to totally watch it. Yes. That is it. That, that's you don't I mean, that, and that's made like more mainstream. Because I'm down for kid, Kids Bop, and they rare, very rarely do R&B or true like hip hop. Rarely. Well, but thank you for your research. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I got to, you know, we got to raise this child up right. Okay. <laughs> So the news right now, invasion of privacy is everywhere. The Gold. big news was she finally revealed the worst kept secret ever <laughs> is that she's preggers. In you, the classiest way. What did you guys think of Saturday Night Live and her performance? I only stayed up to watch it. Yeah. Call me old. I don't care. Fight me. Um, I only stayed up to. <laughs> Please don't. It was 1130. You know what I mean? On Saturday. If you're not out, you're in. Right. But anyway, I stayed up just to watch, and it was the second song she did. I just thought it was really classy. The dress, the vibe. She did Be Careful, right? That was, she did yeah. Be, yeah. Careful. Be Careful. And in a way, that was like her message to people, like, be careful. I feel like it was also like a message to fans. Like, I'm giving you this, but watch it, because this is deeply personal to me. And anybody else feel that way? I thought it was like to Offset. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh-oh. I was like, is she singing Uh-oh. directly to Offset? Like, you know, I've been reading about their little sometimes problems right. or whatever. And I had not, I'll be honest, going back to Jillian, and the album came out on last Friday. I bought it, but I hadn't listened to it yet because I can't, I bought the explicit version. Okay. I just was not going to buy this clean version of Cardi B. And I kept, so when I was listening to the song, I was like, what? I was like, dang, is she talking to Asa directly? What? It? And then I saw her on Twitter, everyone's talking about it. So I thought it had double meaning though, because everybody was in her womb. We talked about mm-hmm. it on the show. Like people just would not let her make her own announcement. And I thought maybe there was also this part of her like, okay, I'm, I'm, in, I'm always been authentic. I love my fans. I'm with y'all, but watch it. Cause she had to do it in a big way just because people wanted her to do it every day to reveal. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was too. She had the custom Christian Siriano gown on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even said on Fallon the other night that, you know, she did it in a beautiful and clean way. I totally agree. Um, this might be going too deep, but I feel like she took a different approach because it's something so dear and serious to her. And she has expressed in many interviews after Saturday Night Live that she had some insecurities about coming forward about her pregnancy because she was, because she was scared of what people would say. And so she did it in a way that... You can't really talk about that. You can't, like, people play respectability politics all the time with Cardi B. And I think she was like, y'all ain't going to do this with my baby. Like, you can't say I was on stage in a bikini or, like, some, you know, poom poom shorts or whatever. I had on a full dress and a very classy way, which is also kind of sad for me because she looked beautiful. But I hope she's not playing up to those people who do put those respectability politics um you know, labels on her. Oh, no, she didn't. Because did you guys see her performance on Jimmy Fallon the, when she performed on Jimmy Fallon? The one before. The the one where she's wearing the peach outfit. Um, we were watching where she co-hosted with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah, and she had on the black and the gold. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was like, uh, I don't know if I need to see you now that I know you're pregnant in a leotard and chains. That was my own personal but moment. But see, I also have a problem with the word classy. Mm. 
when it comes to Cardi, because it's like, what's an unclassy way to show that you're pregnant? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's the non-classy way? Like, I'm pregnant. I could be wearing a bikini. I could be wearing, and it's if I say this is I'm pregnant, there's no way to say that this is not a classy way to do it, and this is a classy way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's there's a little bit we got to be careful about that language too, because it's like, what's the right way to announce that you're pregnant? What's the wrong way to announce that you're pregnant? Is there a wrong way? I don't think so. I don't think there's a wrong way at all. I definitely think by classy, good point, by the way, that's we have, and everybody said that on Twitter, like classy, classy, classy. I guess I was thinking more of the the method of delivery, not how she looked or th- while she was delivering it, just that it was her big moment on SNL, which is huge for an artist. It was, that's what I meant by classy. Like it was like something that made headlines and was like, good for her brand and went viral yeah because to be to do that on saturday night live that's it's definitely huge. i hate and to say knock big. on wood in her bio they'll that'll Always be mentioned that. yeah. that and that's would, what yeah. i think i meant because you're right yeah. it's timeless not about her stress yeah. timeless. it's not about the outfit yeah exactly it was a timeless moment it was on brand it was beautiful and everybody in the world was talking about it yeah it was trending in like two minutes but I want to know, why were we, and I'm totally stealing this phrase from another Essence staffer, Daniel. I'm, She's thinking I'm about gonna, Daniel Kalula. I am thinking about Daniel Kalula. Uh, Danielle. Uh, <laughs> Lord. Kateen Clark, who told me her and her husband were debating Cardi B and this whole idea of policing her vagina. Like, why were so many people in her vagina? They were. What, what do you uh, mean? Society. Like, well, it's I guess like, I'm thinking specifically about, like, Wendy Williams when... Before Cardi revealed she was pregnant, it was, you know, a lot of people like she shouldn't be pregnant. She should wait. You know, she should drop the album first or whatever. But I go back to when Lauren Hill decided to have Zion. Look at her. Her, you know, she. Well, or maybe Lauren Hill's not a great example. No, guys. Lauren <laughs> Hill is but, a great but example. Having, but, but having don't children. Well, no, okay. Zion had nothing to do with what happened to Lauren. Exactly. That was her own, That's my point. Thank you. Choices. It That's, wasn't the baby. It wasn't the baby. It wasn't the baby. And In fact, plenty, she kept touring after yes. she gave birth. So, so. and as, you know, two of us, you know, Yolanda, our mother's room, pregnancy or babies don't stop you from working. You still yeah. have the desire to work. You can still work. But I do wonder why so many people were like in 2018 saying she should have she should not have had the baby or she should have waited. People probably have a really antiquated idea of as you you know, with women, we're all we're fighting struggles on all levels, but also in when it comes to our womb. But people think when you have a child, it slows you down and it doesn't have to slow you down. It really doesn't, especially if you have all the money Cardi has. I mean, she could hire a nanny that goes with her everywhere. Now, the healing part, because, you know, your poom poom does need a little time to heal. You can't get on the road right after you give birth unless, you know, you have a magical poom poom. Maybe your plastic surgeon is right there. Like hers in the lyrics, hers pops, correct? You know what I mean? Hers pops. Okay. Okay. And drips flavor. (laughs) No, drips was the wrong word. (laughs) But I think... We we do have an antiquated idea of what motherhood is. Like, I feel like that's probably one. And then there's the class issue. People think, oh, she's just a she's a low class, low income girl from the hood. You know, you know how they do. And that is the part where we all have to check ourselves. Like this girl has done things that none of, you know, maybe people dream of, but she manifested her dreams and she's been able to, you know, curtail all this stuff that, you know, girls from that socioeconomic level are supposed to kind of do. So leave her womb. But I also do want to talk about why is no one addressing the fact that when a woman is pregnant, you don't mention it because biology, you may lose your child in the first three months. Like, I feel like that's not been in the dialogue at all. It's just all about her career, her career. Maybe she wasn't telling us because a woman traditionally does not talk about it until you're 100% sure that your child is staying. You know? that's, a good, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we, it's 2018 and we're still arguing about Roe versus Wade. I mean, we got to think about it in this way. This is really the backdrop of our society that for centuries, man has been concerned about what's going on in our wombs and they can't even point out what a clitoris is. So people are going to just, oh, (laughs) so it's just, I think it's just the way that our society is set up that people will please a woman when she decides to have a baby. Cardi B is not a little girl. She's a 25-year-old woman, and she's now a millionaire. And she has a fiancé. So get out her business. Yeah. Also, I think it's because it's with Offset. 
And that's what pisses me off even more. I think there, there there's judgment upon judgment upon judgment. I agree 100%. Like, I feel like if it had been another kind of guy and she were pregnant mm-hmm. at this stage in the game and the successful, there would be less judgment. Not no judgment, but I think people are also judging her not just for her choice to become pregnant at 25 and at the mid, in the height of her career, but not the height, I'm sorry, while she's succeeding because this is not the height, you know, of her that's career. True. But also because they, some people are judging who she chose, chose to you know, be engaged to and date and have, don't we feel like it has a little bit to do with offset? It has a lot to do with that. Wendy Williams, she ate crow today and she apologized because she said the same day uh, or the same weekend Cardi's pregnancy was confirmed. Kate Hudson's third, mm-hmm. is it her third pregnancy? Third. And when Wendy reported that, she was like, oh, congratulations to her or whatever. But this is Kate Hudson's third husband. Right. This is her third baby daddy. I was literally I was, just about yeah. to say and that. And she's, and she's married. Not this time. Okay. She's never been, actually, I don't think. Once? Yeah. But this is boyfriend, though. Yeah. But Wendy Williams said that, well, she made a joke. She said Kate Hudson is hood. But she said she realized that she she was judging. She was judging Offset and, and Cardi and not judging Kate Hudson in her situation. You know, that happens all the time. I was just about to say, Cardi's 25. Very random example, but Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillip. What's this man name? Ryan Felipe. Felipe. Ryan Felipe got married when they were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they had kids cruel before cruel or intentions. after. Yeah. yeah. But uh, their daughter, Ava, she was just a kid. She was like early 20s or something mm-hmm. like that. And I do not remember. Granted, this is a very long time ago, y'all. But I do not remember the public outrage. No, it wasn't. And I think it has something to do with Cardi B being a woman of color and also not being the respectable woman that, like, a certain subset of black people would like her to be. And yeah. Offset being a rapper, you know, and people don't, you know, if you're not here for his music or they feel like they can't understand him or whatever it is or because he's talking about money or smoking weed, you know, money way. I just feel like that's what it is, too. Like, if it had been, like, a, some rich white dude who invented an app, they would have been like, Go Cardi. Well, I don't know that, you know, I think that's the part of that group of people online is just judging Offset too. I'm not going to judge Offset, but I will judge Fetty Wap. Sorry, I <laughs> just had to put that out there. It just eats away at me. This Who? Yes. Fetty, Fetty Wap has like a hundred babies with like a hundred baby mamas. And I'm not the one, trust, to be judging anybody for having babies with whoever and whomever. But Fetty got it. This is back to Cardi. But that's no, what, yeah. I saw Deez and Meryl this weekend and their Five Borough uh, tour, and they brought up Fetty Wap. They were like, he has like eight kids or something crazy. Anyway, that's a side note. And they're all the same age. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Well. All right, we've touched on a lot of things about Cardi, the vagina, the baby. Uh, let's talk about Cardi's money. Cardi, you, you, you know, she's a, who said it? She's a millionaire. She said yeah. it. She's actually more than a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking it's interesting. She's been talking openly about Coachella. She's about to do that, um, and she had to invest 300k towards her soundstage because they're only paying her 70k. I'm shocked. I mean, I've heard that Coachella doesn't pay that well, but you know, for the you go there for the exposure, you don't necessarily go there for the the coin. And I guess that audience is more valuable than other audiences. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gonna the take a sip on that shade. Okay, I guess they're more valuable. But um, I don't know much about Cardi's money. And I don't know if I care to know about her money. I just know that she can afford a nanny. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a question about her money. I mean, so, okay. She's, you know, when I heard her say, I'm a millionaire, right? We all know that it can be difficult to make money as a new artist because you're you're indebted to the producer, the songwriter, like the studio. You're getting advances. Can someone please try to, I need a little breakdown of the coin because I, I get it when artists start having brands and vodka lines and clothing lines and, and I know that touring is big money. So is it from the touring or just from having it? Does a number one single make you a millionaire? But you got to realize too, I'm Google. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. These are it's big all of it. brand names that are behind Cardi. She was in, wasn't that a, the Super Bowl commercial? Was right. that, that was Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. So you have to realize these deals aren't, I mean, I'm sure they're not throwing her $300,000. Not so at this the point. Yes. It's like right now it's the music and the endorsements. Yeah. Because it has to be bigger than the music. Yeah. Because the music won't get you there yet, right? Well, it depends on how big of a deal she got from Atlantic Records. Mm, but the then deal. the trick part is how much she, they've invested in her and she has to pay back. But so her endorsements... Her. They didn't sign her at her peak either, though. So True. we don't know what kind of money. 
they may not they may have been giving her love and hip hop money. Yeah. Not Cardi, I'm a going gold in three days money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. And speaking of, shout out to Mona Scott Young, because what I was thinking a lot about when I was thinking about Cardi, she saw this this woman on Instagram and she saw, I'm assuming, her authenticity and how people related to it. And she gave her a chance on the show. And that platform, I think, really helped catapult her to where we see today. Because, I mean, you know, how many people do we really know pure Instagram stars that have gotten to be this big? Like we hear more about it with YouTube. But I've never heard of a Instagram. I never thought about it through that lens. Star Instagram becoming yeah. a mainstream like Jimmy Fallon. What Instagram first? Yeah, that's a first. And Mona Scott having television, I think maybe really helped her with that. And I know I'm saying that because Love and Hip Hop gets a real bad. And wasn't she on Love and Hip Hop for like only a season two or years. A two? I think it was like two, two seasons. Yeah, years but a lot of people don't like that show because of how what it doesn't do for Black women. So I have to say, in this case. You know what I mean? I don't know what her plot lines were, though. But, you know, at least she, you know, she don't gave mess her- with Cardi. <laughs> just don't. Just, at least she gave not- her a platform to make her own narrative. You yeah. know what I mean? And take it somewhere. One thing I will say, and I wrote this down in my notes. One thing I appreciate Cardi B right now is her wisdom. First of all, I'm a child of God like we all are. And I believe in the blood of Jesus. But I love that she's so faith driven and she speaks very, she speaks a she is open about her faith as well. But I love, I was trying to pull up her Insta, her Instagram video where she's like, don't be a hating bitch. Be a bitch. Like, don't be why not, why her and not me, bitch. Be like, how can I be down, bitch? You know what I mean? And I was like, I really needed that in my life when I saw her, when I came up on my feed. And I was like, you know, maybe I wouldn't have said it in those words, but it still spoke to me. And I realized she was being very authentic and raw in that moment. And she was right. Like, her whole story is almost like it, it could be plucked out of the Bible, except for the, you know, not for nothing. I was going to say not for the stripper part, but but yeah, like, we're all sinners. We're all, a, what is the line from Donnie McClurklin? A sinner is we nothing but a, se- a saint is nothing but a sinner who fell down. <laughs> we fall <laughs> down, <laughs> but we, we get, get up. up. But let oh, me yeah. say, that's it. Or a saint is just, just a sinner who fell down. This is exactly and got up and yes. as and as I look at invasion of privacy, what's the first song? Get up Get ten. Up. Yeah, and in that moment, we know why Christina Coleman is here. But let that. me talk about this. <laughs> I love that. But can, can we talk Coleman. about this idea that because she was a, a stripper, she was less than? Mm-hmm. Like women are that. out here being sex workers every day or adjacent to sex working every Isn't day. Isn't sex work the one of the longest professions? It is. It is. I don't know if, if stripper stripping would be considered a sex being in sex work, but I'm going to say it's something adjacent too. But she was a stripper. Like, shut up. You go to the strip club all the time. And people go that? to strip club all the time. And I don't know why people look at that as like, oh, she was just a stripper. And so people are surprised when she comes to Instagram and she says things like that. Or like when she, you know, stood up for Gabby and Simone mm-hmm. um, around the Olympics and was like, you know, y'all don't like, you know, N-word hair, but, you know, you, you like N-words or whatever she said. She just, she's very, she's knowledgeable. She's a, she's smart. And I think that people are surprised and it, it pisses me off that they're like, oh, she's supposed to be stupid because she was a stripper. Absolutely. Especially when these same people are double tapping everything on Instagram. What's the difference between posing with ass shots on Instagram with free clothes to get your influence up, to get money, to appear somewhere? I mean, I'm just being on, like, I still don't believe in 2018 we're saying, oh, a stripper. What are half these people doing on Instagram? And we don't judge those people. Those people are on the Discover page every day, likes, influence. They're doing parties, like, appearances. That's, you know, like, they, they're influencers. And have you been to a strip club lately? Yep, girl. Yep. It is an art. It is an art. The way they move those bo- booty cheeks. And okay. climb them poles. I don't have that much upper okay. body strength. It's like gymnastics. I can't okay. do a push up. It's art. It's so, art. So, miss me with all that. But it was very endearing that she, being a news and politics girl, I, I love the fact that Cardi B is obsessed with presidents. You could name a president. The writer for the GQ profile said Buchanan. And she was like, oh, yeah, he was the only one without a wife. Like, how? girl. Bevy Smith was telling me that. Like, uh, we were. Uh, I am going to name drop right now. Uh, I was at the Cardi B album release party. Yeah. <laughs> I will me. admit I waited a good two hours <laughs> until she got there. 
I gave her a pass because she is with child and I think she was sleeping. The party started at 10. I didn't even know how she did it. But um, but as we were waiting, Bevy Smith was telling me how I guess her favorite, she's, Cardi said her favorite president is um, Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. Because of um, Social Security, that he created Social Security. Cute. I loved Cardi when she talked about being an Afro-Latina woman because I think a lot of people who are of Hispanic uh, descent don't talk enough about the Afro-Latina experience. And that I love that she centers that I am a black woman and my hair is nappy. Well, I hate that word, but... Um, you know, my hair is like every other black woman. And I really appreciate that. I think it's important for girls to see that as different black, the spectrum of blackness is so wide and that she accepts that she's a black woman whose ancestors probably got dropped off on another island. That was pretty much it. So I really appreciate that about her. I also think she's giving herself permission to have all the things that she wanted and to enjoy them. And that's that joy that we see in her that I also see in Tiffany Haddish. There's something about giving yourself permission to enjoy and dream and do all the things that you wanted to do and just explore things and try things, even being in love. Like we, Cardi and Offset may or may not work out. We really don't know. But I really just applaud her for saying, yeah, I'm going to get married, start a family and enjoy this moment. And also, we kind of talked about it, but... You and Yolanda, please, right now, you can definitely talk about it. You want to bring a life into this world feeling good and being happy and being, like, joyful. That's got to come to your baby. She's doing that right now. You know what I mean? And she just, I love the way she smiles in every little moment, big or small. You see, like, she's just, like, loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's black girl joy. It's yeah. funny you mentioned that because on Jimmy Fallon, she mentioned how she needs a moment because she hasn't, she wants to nest. And she hasn't yeah. been able to, to nest with the baby because she's got, she's still got a lot of shows. She's got to perform. She's got to do. Uh, I think on Hot 97, she said probably in July. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she's going right back on tour. And so she has Bruno Mars and she has her own. So, but she said she's bringing the baby with her. So, I mean, Beyonce does it. Oh, but you guys, after you give birth, you need a moment. You do. You need a, unless she does a C-section. But even a C-section, you need a moment. You need a moment. Because, I mean, you're bonding with your child. This is your first kid. Like, you need all of that. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's like regular working people get what three weeks i mean three, three months. months excuse yeah. me three months so maybe like three weeks she <laughs> is not gonna have that <laughs> she's not even gonna have that she's she- not gonna have that but i hope she takes it i hope she's like y'all can wait like just give me a second yeah and i think the world will wait for cardi b she's given us so much of herself uh which can go you know either way like we might feel like so so much ownership over her that we're like, no, nah, you can't go nowhere. But I do hope she takes the time. It's funny you say that because I was, I honestly didn't think this album was coming. I thought it was going to have to happen like months from now. Jane yeah. Like I was just like, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I feel like Mariah Carey at this point, I don't know her because Real we're not even going to talk about Jay. Jay Electronica just never, he moved to like the UK and just <laughs> Never made an album. Just, he, did. I, he did. He did. Oh, I was making that up was as a like Rothschild. His yeah, girlfriend's a Rothschild. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. you guys look that up. She's like oh, a multi, long multi, long. I thought, they broke, up. I thought they broke up. Oh, they broke up. Oh, okay. There's your tea for the anyway, the album never came. The point is this allegedly reportedly? Do we need to have uh, the no, allegedly reportedly people? That's allegedly reportedly people. Did you guys like the album? I love it. Oh, through your phone was. I'm sorry, that anthem, that is, I mean, if you've ever been that girl, if you know someone that's been that girl, if you have a friend that's been that girl, that song is accurate. You know, my right now I'm just and obsessed she with Big and Head. Big and Head is crap. One, because it's like, okay, don't judge me. But no judge college, here. we used to sit, like when we were bored, we would sit, shout out to HU, uh, no financial aid scandal. But um, mm. don't do this. Won't you, won't don't you do acknowledge this. And when I say HU, I mean the Howard University, the not financial, the Hampton Institute. Like, why don't we just not do Hampton Howard Institute. and do news at this moment and oh, Google? Oh, here we go. Anyway, back I, back to Bickenhead. Like, back to Bickenhead. They're the, like, Dr. Seuss rhymes that we used to, like, you know, somebody would put on a beat and we would freestyle, you know, be kind of drunk in a dorm and have fun. That's what it reminds me of, but I cannot get the, the, the song out of my head. Specifically, the part when she's like, pop that pussy, like, popping pussy is going out of style. I be on the train like this. Everybody yeah, wrong. <laughs> Y'all can't see me right now, but I know people be looking at me like I'm crazy. All okay. right. I will say my song, I still have, I mean, I've listened to the album, but I haven't, I don't say I have a banger yet. I do like it, but I do like hearing Get Up 10. I love hearing that. I love hearing it. I like that it's a complete album. Like, you, yes. you know the ones you can just play from start to finish? 
And, and I'll be honest vibe. and say this on record, it's better than what I thought it was going to be. I, I think I agree with you on that. It's not really an album that I would go back to. I know. Okay. I love I love Cardi. I love everything she represents, but the, I, 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 this album wasn't for me. But do you, girl? I I will be there to support you. I'll do every you know. I None just of it? it just no. I a lot just, of people was, are calling it a classic. Classic. A lot of people are calling it a classic. I guess. I. But you know what? I think it's because for, we haven't seen a female MC do this in such a long time. The, and she's have, she's breaking. We have Nikki. We have, have Remy. We have Remy. We have. They may not be super super mainstream, but we have a few female MCs. I mean, I guess maybe not at this level, right? Yes, because you know she broke some records yeah. over the yes. weekend. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what constitutes a classic. I'm not a hip hop expert. I have opinions. They're unpopular, but you know, yeah. I, 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 I mean, but all opinions are valid. Oh. No, I'm no saying. It's, <laughs> it's definitely better than it's better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. And I am now willingly listening to it. I'm yeah. not just at first. I was like, oh, everyone's talking about. It, I gotta listen, but now I'm willingly listening to it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not listening to it every day though, and I, that's what's interesting. I like you know, like either you decide you like it or you don't. But some things I have to play like five times a day. I don't want to wear it out because. I don't know if y'all noticed, but every song has been on the radio like eight times. Like I've never seen an album come out where all the like she has she didn't release all those singles, but people are just playing even on the radio. They're just playing the cuts they like, and so you're hearing the album all the time. And I want to like it through June, July, August, early September. Like I want it to be like a good song when it comes on somewhere. A good album, you feel it. So I'm trying not to overdo it because there's a little. I mean, in a good way. But Cardi is everywhere. She's every everywhere. station. I think the other day it was three different stations, same song in three different places. That's. I mean, that's what happens. That's though. good. That's, that's yeah. What, that happens with, you know. But I'm not going to overplay the album. I mean, it's like you know, Rihanna so or, or Drake out. or all of that. Yeah. It's a great summer album. I cannot wait to, you know, maybe get my tummy under control, put on a cute little outfit, post a picture to the gram and like. <laughs> You know what a cute little Cardi B caption. I can't wait. Schedule. (laughs) Get my tummy right. (laughs) It's a to-do list. You know, this this winter has been a lot. Did Michael Arsenault on Twitter, who I love, say Cardi gave us an album full of Instagram captions, and for that we thank her? (laughs) That's like, you know, like the lyrics are perfect for everything that you just described. Mm -hmm. I hope someone takes it and makes it into an illustrated book or a graphic novel. Ooh, Ooh give me my coins. Oh, I want my money back. Money back. That's another <laughs> one I like. I like money back. I do like money back. How do we feel about be careful? I it's I'm a softer really, Cardi. I really love it. And I know she's talked openly about her co-writer, but um, her songwriter. But I I don't know. I feel like she she really poured that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I love the delivery, but that I appreciate the, the delivery was the like, heart of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we come from no, delivery, we, we like in terms of, we you know what I mean? We come from culture of like where delivery is like, I need breath control. Maybe I listen to Nas too much. You know what I mean? Just, I love, I, like it's I facts. said, I it's love facts. party, but it's I just facts. want, I want, you know, I it's want. It's constructive criticism. Yeah, I want her. Yeah. yeah. It's her first her, album. Her it's her first album. Her. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Last thoughts on Cardi. Get them, girl. I'm just proud. I remember a time when not everybody was getting it. And now everybody is like, if you don't get it, I'm just, I'm proud of her. It's nice to see a woman win. I love seeing women win. I think I agree. Get it and also represent for all those girls from the Bronx who may not, you know, speak the way that we want them to speak or act the way that we want them to speak and say, fuck it. Here you are. You are at the top of your game. I agree, but I just, I want her to, um, on a serious note, just take some time for herself because the burnout is real. We love Cardi. I think that she really represents a moment in time where I, I hope that moving forward, more women like her, who we know, like everyday women, are going to mm-hmm. come forward and live in their truth and just be free. Um, so congratulations, Cardi. I feel, I agree with you, Christine. I agree with everyone, but I also agree just mother the mother. This may be the only time you have to take naps mm. because when the baby gets here, baby's priority and you are, are a worldwide artist right now. You're a global superstar. Just 
take your time now. Like after Coachella, take a break. Take a break. I agree with you. Take a break and rest up because you're going to continue to rise. Um, that's my only, that would be my only thing for her. And stay, this may cliche, but just stay who you are. We love you just as you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't care about what nobody else thinks. Okay. She's been saying that a lot. Girl, bye. Don't, mm-mm, Cardi. Ooh, 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 and keep your squad tight. Like, I just feel like, you know, keep the right people around you. Yeah. I'm not saying she doesn't have them, but I hope that that remains. So thank you guys for riding with us for Cardi B. Speaking of bad bitches, Erica Ash was on the show. You know her from Survivor's Remorse. She played um, M. Chuck, who was no nonsense and unapologetically herself. And now she's on In Contempt on BET. And she really breaks down all the proper uses of bitch, which for me was a revelation. But also she's just a lot of fun and she's so real and so true to herself. Corey, we had fun, right? Yes, we had a lot of fun. Up next, Eric Ash. Up next. I'm excited because I have loved this woman across from me for a long time. Same. For you many reasons. You are a gem. Truly. Who's here, Corey? Erica motherfucking Ash. Woo! <laughs> hey, boo! Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. We bonded years ago in this office. Yeah. I have a throwback. Okay. Your Instagram feed. When you did all the levels or the ways you can say the word bitch, can you just give me a few? Yes, bitch. I can. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bitch, I'm so happy to be here right now. Okay. That's the that's the that's the overwhelmed bitch. Okay. Bitch, no, you didn't. That's overwhelmed. Okay. (laughs) This is No, I know we in a setting that I can't cut up. But bitch, I'm ready to cut up. Okay, that's that bitch. That's that like low key like that's the whisper bitch, like the whisper song bitch, where you'd be like, "Bitch, how you doing, little shawty? Let me whisper in your ear." That kind of bitch, you know what I'm saying? Like the whisper bitch, be like, "I don't want to act a monkey in front of the people who might be able to hire and fire me, but I want you to understand that something intense is going on inside my body, bitch." You know, that's that bitch. And then you got that. Where it don't matter where you are. You could be in a shopping mall and you just don't care in here. You don't. No. You, you don't. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't it don't matter who's around. It's synonymous to black girl joy. You're yes, excited. It is. <laughs> Come and get some if you want. It. Okay. If you don't keep it pushing, but this is my world, squirrel. Bitch. <laughs> That's the bitch. And don't tell, don't tell, don't don't really care about none of these people in this office, okay? They shouldn't have given us the space if they didn't want us to fully utilize it. You got that bitch! That's that try me bitch. Erica (laughs) Ash, Charlie and I love you so much. We do, for many reasons. Thank you. I was so excited for today. Listen, anytime I hear Essence, I get get a little tittle in my fiddle, okay? Anytime I just hear the word essence, because I know it's going to be a party. If y'all yes, didn't know, yes. and I don't know how you wouldn't know, Erica Ash is funny as hell. Okay? <laughs> My whole life is a laugh. My whole life is a laugh. And the thing is, is that that's one of the things I'm most grateful for, thank you, God, is that I can find the humor in anything. Even sometimes when it's inappropriate, because I will laugh at a funeral. That will happen. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, when people look at me crazy, then I'll make them understand why I'm laughing and they'll end up laughing too. Didn't that I had be people Richard? just laughing at my grandmother's funeral. What? But I was like, she liked to laugh. So why are we sitting around here being sad? Celebrate she liked life. to laugh. Let's do what she liked to do. So we're going to laugh. So I got up at the podium and I just started talking and giving my recollection of <laughs> memories. And you know. So you've always funny. been funny. Yeah. When did you yeah. realize you were funny? Um, I imagine you being like six. I don't think, I don't think it was ever a realization that I was funny. This is, it really is just who I am. Like I, it, it, I just like feeling good and laughing just makes me feel good. And so I've always just felt good. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I don't, I never considered it like a separate trait that I had to develop or anything that I had to sort of discover about myself. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's as, as much a part of who I am as just talking is what I do or walking is what I do or, you know, this hair that grows out of my head. It's just <laughs> something that is and always has been. You know? And your joy is contagious. Thank you. I really have, will say that. I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. We all do. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Whenever you pop up in my feed, I'm like, okay, what's Erica? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a fighty, it's right. a fighty. Yeah, I'll have these moments where I get these, like, inspirations. And sometimes 
I will I will be funny in my sleep, and that's that's actually exciting <laughs> for me because that's oh. unconscious. So I'll literally <laughs> wake myself up laughing sometimes, and I'll be like, "Oh, somebody else needs to feel this." Like I need. So then that's where a lot of inspiration from my Instagram things come, and like mm-hmm. when wow. I'm writing and stuff, like I'll be sleeping, and I'll be like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah, oh, good morning," and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll start writing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, did I hurt you? I just dropped the mic. I dropped the mic on myself. You did. I didn't mean you to. did. It happened. You it did. happened. Now, let me ask you this. Now, in your new show, In Contempt, yes. BET, BET mm-hmm. shout out, you're Thank not you. funny in it. Right. I mean, not in a way, like, it's a drama. Right. It is definitely so, a Was drama. that a conscious decision for you to take this role? A hundred percent. And mm-hmm. that's also something I've been manifesting for a while is, you know, there is this side of me, but that that people know as funny but there's also the side of me that's very real and that's the side that you know my closer friends will see you know I'm the friend that they come to when they really need some real advice like some hardcore straight up this is what I see and this is what I think you should do and I'll support you either way Mm -hmm. even if you don't take my advice but if you don't I'm not gonna say I told you so but I'm gonna think it real hard you know what I mean (laughs) that kind of like like when I Uh talk to them seriously and and we have those moments they're like people don't know that you that you're deep and yeah. that you're real and I've always wanted to be able to show that but you know in this business once you get into a certain lane they want to keep you in that lane and you really have to fight to to show other sides of that and so for me the comedy thing was just such a such a um a ringer mm-hmm. for me and for my career that they thought you know, I've had I've had people say to me like I I, just, I don't really see you like that. But then when they actually see me do the shift, because I'll really go as full as I am in comedy, mm-hmm. I'll be just as full and just as committed on the drama side, mm-hmm. and it surprises a lot of people. But that is that's just the other side of me. Look at the final season of Survivor's Remorse. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. really flexing that muscle with M. Chuck's storyline with trying to find out about her, her father, father yeah. and what she went through in that cemetery scene. Yeah. I was heartbroken. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying for you? But you, you, I mean, you made us feel all of those emotions. Yeah. I think it's really interesting the way that my career has gone because it's basically, it's basically mapped out the the narrative of my transition, right? Because mm-hmm. you had Bridget who was just kind of balls to the walls mm-hmm. comedy. Real she house, house, had, yeah. had none to give. You hear me? <laughs> okay. And then you had M. Chuck, which is kind of like me like ride, riding the line trying to figure out how to like shift into drama because I think her com- her um, character was very well rounded it was she all was. sides you mm-hmm. saw her funny you saw her vulnerability mm-hmm. and you saw her seriousness you saw her in therapy mm-hmm. you saw which her was therapy. amazing yeah, yeah. that storyline story too for me got me yeah, yeah. yeah. growth. yeah yeah, yeah. Generation. that was like and then even confronting her mother yeah. About her father, about her, you know, I guess your, the sexuality thing was always accepted. Right. But confronting her about her fa- her father was really, that was really touching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you, you got a chance to kind of like really see her grow in that. And then even though, even some of the drama stuff, she was funny. It wasn't funny for funny's sake. It just happened, you know, she was doing her dramatic thing and that's who she was. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's kind of what I portray in the new show In Contempt as Gwen Sullivan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm straightforward. You'll find comedy in it because comedy is who Erica is, right? Right. right. But I'm, I, I, I live in the drama and then some of the stuff I say, like if I tell you something seriously, if I'm giving you advice, I'm talking to you, but because I talk to you so real and I'll just give it to you so straight, people find that very funny. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say stuff that I don't think is funny at all, but it's stuff, see, she's laughing right now and I'm not even trying to be, you know, but the whole thing is, is that like I'm saying the things that people are thinking, but they don't really want to say, which is why I thought the podcast from Survivor's Remorse, things that we think that you should think too was so funny <laughs> because that's my life. I'm like, this is what I think, but I feel like you should think it too. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. And then you just decide what you want to do with it. You should really do what I say, but you decide. Up to you, and speaking you know. of decisions, yes, you wanted to be a doctor. Okay, you studied to become a doctor. I, yes, and then you just flipped that whole switch on your life, right? And I really need you to tell just that story, right? Please, because I remember when you first told it to me, it, it really inspired me. Yeah, you get to this point where you feel like you're on a path, and yes. you have to follow the path that you've been, you know, working so hard and hustling on. But I remember you were like, yeah, and then I just changed my mind. Yeah, please tell that story. So my parents <laughs> really had had it, in, you know, drilled in me and instilled in me that you know, doctor or lawyer, those are the two professions that you got into. That that's what success looked like Mm -hmm. and so um you know I I was I I was interested in in being a doctor a little bit you know and I was smart enough to do it that Mm -hmm. that was the bigger thing so Mm -hmm. I went to Emory and I was pre-med and I you know I zoomed through all the pre-med stuff and I started kind of feeling like oh this is 
something I can do, but do I really want to do it? And I mm-hmm. wasn't really sure. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my life because I also interned while I was in, in college. So I interned at an OBGYN clinic and I interned in hospital administration um, and I interned, I stood in on surgeries and things like that. And I thought like with the whole OBGYN thing, I was like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to help women. I want to, you know, I want to keep them healthy. Um, They're VJs. But I don't know <laughs> if I want to sit in an office with no windows still staring at VJJs yes. all day long because mm-hmm. they don't come to you when things are right, if you know what I mean. Right. That's so I, you know what I mean? These are facts. I don't I These don't are, think yeah. I think at some point I probably will not even want to look at mine. <laughs> no offense. And you should go to the gynecologist. I'm not saying that. And ladies, it should go be there healthy. You get, should look keep down it there. healthy. Annually. You should. Yeah. I just didn't know Annually. I wanted to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know if that was my thing. Like, I'm feeling this little cauliflower like growth. Can you tell me what that? No, I can't. And I really I want you to get out. I want to take you and your smell and get out of my office oh, because I'm having a bad day. And that's the thing. I felt like if maybe if I was having a bad day, I might take it out on her vagina. And that's not fair. That's not no, fair. I not might open that. the clamp a little too wide. It's like, woo, your fault. Did nobody tell you to come in here with an infection? You should have wrapped it up. And that's not what you say to people. And I'm mouthy and I pop off, right? So this is what happened. So I decided to take a year off so I could I figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Because what I realized was that my parents were the ones who wanted me to be a doctor more so than mm-hmm. I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And because that had been drilled into me, that's it made me believe that that's what I wanted to do. But it really wasn't. So when I took this year off, I was like, I probably need to get as far away from y'all as possible so that y'all can't influence my decisions anymore so I can find it for myself. So I was like, let me go to a country where can't nobody influence me, a country where whose language I can't even speak. So I went to Japan. She went to Japan. I went to Japan. And it just happened, just so happened they had like this English teaching program. And so I was like, let me join that. So I did that. And then I got over there. The contract was completely different. I'm sitting next to this guy talking about how like they effed me on this contract. And I was like, can they do that? Is that even possible? I can't believe it. He's like, oh, pop, 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 pop. You sound like you can sing, literally. <laughs> literally, that's what happened. So that's Wait, why a Japanese up, man. Said? No, it's oh, another is another English right. Oh, oh, another English teacher. Oh, I, was like, I was like, that was racist. I know. It's right, right? Like no. <laughs> although there there was some blatant racism. They're like, oh. Only like big girls sing gospel, so we can't have you sing this gospel song. And only skinny girls model, so you can't be in this modeling team. You have to be on the. I was like, wait a minute now. But what I appreciated about them is that it was overt. Mm-hmm. Wasn't none mm-hmm. of this hiding, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, right to the face. I mean, I'm sorry, hiding pre Trump America. You know, now no, <laughs> it's listen, a new day. Because he pulled that sheet all the way off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he These are facts. You know who was a racist. He's like, I'm a racist, and you can be too. No, let me stop. These are facts. So I figured all that well, out. Show me and the then lie. what I've come to is that I am supposed to help women. Mm-hmm. I am supposed to keep them healthy, mm-hmm. but I'm supposed to do it in a different way, not by having a medical degree or being a doctor, mm-hmm. but by entertaining because laughter is medicine. Mm-hmm. And with my, you know, with my knowledge, which is I think the next chapter of my um of my career is incorporating a lot of speaking. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. speaking to women, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that a lot lately and it's been feeding both me and them, which is beautiful and I figure that's mental health. That's yeah. emotional health. Absolutely. Because we're sustaining each other. People need to be able to talk. People need to be able to say the things that are on their mind and also process things. And that's how you process. And so for me, it's like when people do stand-up. People have asked me why I never do stand-up. Here's why. Stand-up is like therapy for people who can't afford it. Yes. Wait, these are facts. Yeah. You get up. And people are talking about all the darkest <laughs> things in their lives yeah. Yeah. and trying to, f- to <clears throat> work them out. Yeah. And they make light of it and they laugh. But you're like, <laughs> is rape funny? <laughs> <laughs> there are those moments where you're like, am I supposed to be laughing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was abused and my mother beat me. But is should we be laughing at that? It's not. Or should we be getting your mother help, <laughs> sir? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like, they talk about some of the darkest things. Crazy It's funny you thing. say that. I remember seeing Amy Schumer once, and she said some joke, and I was like this. Oh, that's a little real, because I think right. she really went through that. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you know, she segued into something else. and Yeah. It was, yeah. I hate my body. I hate my hair. <laughs> but wait. Do you? Girls, but do you? Is that okay? Because yeah. can I hug you Can't you first, hate your body and, and your hair? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so that, that so that wasn't for you. Black and, yeah. And I was like, I, I, 
not that the therapy part isn't for me because I definitely co-sign therapy. And I think, especially in our in our community, African-American we community, we all need mm-hmm. to get a little bit. People need to be a little bit more open and a little bit more accepting of getting therapy and especially couples, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of things that, you know, subconsciously we have to overcome. Got to work through. That yeah. we have to work through. And we just think that we're too tough for therapy. We're too tough for a lot of things, but therapy isn't one of them. We need to get up in that. I just don't necessarily want my therapy to be public. Like, true. Y'all Fair. know about it. You know Fair. I mean? No. For for nineteen ninety nine plus a two drink minimum. You know? <laughs> Don't pay to see my therapy. Oh my god, that two drink minimum at a comedy show. That, listen, I know, please. <laughs> and oh they don't god. mean water. Okay. Okay. No. okay. Switching back to your Instagram, which gives yes. me life. Yes. I see right on right here now. you were at Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. How did you get in there? I okay. wanna know. And then tell me all about Brandon Victor Dixon because I knew about him, but now I really want to know about him. Yes. Because his Judas, ooh. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, so I know that one of my best friends and uh, my really close friends are going to kill me for this. But, okay, so one of my really close friends is um, one of the producers of oh. Jesus Christ Superstar, mm-hmm. Mike Jackson. And one of my best friends was in it. She, um, Christina Saju, she was like um, one of the one of the ensemble. Um, every time I come into town, I call them my siblings. My my Christina and Brian, they're like my siblings. Mm-hmm. So whenever I come into town, I send texts. I'm like, siblings, I'm here. Let's go to dinner. And so one of my siblings was like, yeah, we can meet up. But uh, Christina, you know, she's doing Jesus Christ Superstar tonight. And I had reached out to her and I was like, oops. I should have known that. <laughs> um, so I was like, I guess she can't meet up. But I was like, if she's doing Jesus Christ Superstar, that must mean Mike's in town. Maybe he can do dinner. <laughs> Not thinking maybe the producer might want to be at the show that he's producing. So I hit up Mike and I was like, hey, Mike, I'm in town. Let's hang out. So he hit me up at seven. The show was starting at eight. And he's Ooh. like, I have exactly one ticket. If you can book it down here to Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah, I knew it was in Brooklyn. Yeah, And I was in Harlem. He's like, the ticket's yours. I said, oh, I'm riding dirty. I didn't shower. I didn't bathe. Because Jesus said, come as you are. Yes, he did. On Easter Sunday. Okay. On Easter Sunday. Okay. So you just said Uber, please. Okay. This ain't no fool, April. Listen, so I just jumped in the car riding dirty in the same outfit I had from the plane and went on down to Jesus Christ Superstar in all my glory. I did spray on some perfume. <laughs> On my crotch, <laughs> so that it could just sort of the emanate upwards. Yes. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. And I f- listen. Let me tell you something. When I showed up at Jesus Christ Superstar, they're like, "Oh, you smell good." I'm like, "Yes, I do." It's my natural juices and berries mingled <laughs> with perfume. Mingled. So that's how you do that. Yeah. So I ended up seeing it, and it was amazing. Yeah. Like it was just such a, it was such a rush. The thrill of the room was great because I'd never seen one of the you know Broadway shows mm-hmm. live before, mm-hmm. and so I was sitting on the row, and it was me and Stephen Hill and um, Courtney Kemp and uh, <laughs> and um, and Yambi Nyambi. We all had like our little like row of people, and it was great. And then he invited me to the after party, and so like you know afterwards, you know we were just mingling and. And there go Tim Rice. Hey, let's take a picture selfie, you know. And then, and then uh, there go Andrew Lloyd Webber. Hey, let's take a selfie. And then there go Brandon Victor Dixon. Hey, let's take a selfie. Can you get a little closer, please? <laughs> a little closer. Did y'all see this picture? A little closer. Thanks. Yeah. And even yeah. John Legend is giving you pecs. Listen, he giving me pecs in the see-through shirt. John wasn't playing. John said, because you know what? Brandon Victor Dixon showed up ripped and swole. Ooh. So John Legend said, let me tell you something. I'm Jesus Christ Superstar, so you need to come to the gym with me, okay, and help me get there. And John John came with it. He sure did. Wow. Mm, what I'm has success it. been like? What has it felt like? Going back to Incontempt, you're the lead. lead. You are the yeah. lead of this. That's been on. Let me tell you something. I've been journaling and putting that on vision boards and stuff for probably the past seven years. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I had already believed it. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is just y'all catching up. And I don't mean that in like a cocky way, but I feel like that's the way that you make things manifest. And I've heard that from people like all Mm -hmm. the great gurus, they say that. And it's true. So this show to me is the validation that all of that internal work and all that spiritual stuff that people talk about, it's actually a real thing, you know, mm -hmm. saying things over and over until you believe them. Right. Even if it doesn't matter. And if if the world doesn't believe you, then shut up and stop telling the world. You believe it. And then Mm -hmm. you emanate that. And then that energy 
reflects right you start to meet people who have the same energy and they'll reflect that energy back to you and then they'll start to grow you to the next level and then you start believing a higher thing for yourself that energy emanates and then that energy bounces off someone else whose energy is similar they send that energy back to you and then you go up another level and so that's kind of what's been happening so my first thing was to have a hit show that was what I was really really like focused on in manifesting and and real husbands was a hit show and it's right right it won several awards and you know and 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 um really popped on BET's network mm-hmm. and and then I wanted to be a breakout character in a show and that's what I feel Survivor's Remorse did for me M. you know Chuck, like mm-hmm. M. Chuck was really a character that stood out on that show and then I was like I think I'm ready for my own show and then it's, it's you know and I think once you start to get into the flow of that mm-hmm. you'll notice mm-hmm. that you manifest things faster and faster and faster and I don't remember your question but I feel like I was everything on a roll is with, energy with, yeah and that's is. such a Virgo <laughs> thing of you, for you to do but I'm just saying though that energy thing it like is. we have a joke on the podcast i was like i just got a care bear him y'all like i will just radiate whatever i'm feeling yeah where I, I can spread it yes like a like like you saying like you feel I can it almost be like okay you know remember the care bears? yeah we care we yes care. And it was yes like they're gonna but I you can like, i feel like i can see like people that. i can see people light up yes. and, I, and i won't stop until i see them light up like i'm gonna make you feel my joy. yeah exactly and you're not gonna feel my hands on you but my energy's hands gonna be on you exactly. and it's gonna manifest things exactly all right so we gotta wrap up um, April 10th, yes. Yes, on BET. BET. Mm-hmm. I am so excited about this show. It is a one-hour procedural, the first of its kind on BET. Mm-hmm. And it's from, it's a very diverse perspective, but, you know, definitely female-driven, um, more ethnic, uh, ethnically diverse mm-hmm. than, say, a law and order. But it's, you know, similar in the sense that each episode represents a specific case. But it's from the side of the defense? public defender. Ah. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to really open people's eyes and educate when I read the script, I was smitten. I was like from episode one. I was like, um, who can I be on the show? Mm-hmm. I had no idea they were going to offer me like the lead role. But I was like, I just want to be in it. I just want to touch the show. Uh-huh. But um, it is amazing. This cast really, really, really worked hard. And I think that the cases that you're going to see are going to teach you a lot about the loopholes of the law yeah. and and um, the pitfalls and the underbelly of the justice system and how people actually get away with uh, wearing a badge and brutalizing another human being mm-hmm. and getting away with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very important because in order to make any significant change, you really need to have all the information you possibly can get. And I think there's no better way to get information than in a creative way. For me, I'm like a kindergartner. Don't just tell me stuff. Show Make me. it fun for me to learn. <laughs> Why don't you follow anybody on Instagram? Okay, yeah. so here's the deal. Two things. One, I am social media challenged. <laughs> so I tried following people when I first got on social media a while back. And it was confusing as hell for me to like try to figure out what the last thing that I had posted was and having to scroll through all the things that other people were posting that I was following is like wait I'm just trying to get to what I posted last how do where's that stuff so you know rather than just like click a button and just Mm -hmm. go to all the things that I posted again social media challenge right (laughs) I was like this is just too much I was like I can't follow nobody because I need to be able to see what I posted so I'm not double posting especially because you know I have these I have these times that's how it initially started because I have these times where I you know I'll do series of things like you know the ask auntie or the creepy extra or the uh, you know what would Erica Ash do which is what weed stands for everybody's like what what's hashtag weed that was my question what would Erica Ash do do. Uh, yeah so like I would, you know, I would have, I had a, like a series. That's what started my Instagram. But if I just post my stuff, put it out there, I can put my phone down and get back to doing business. Mm, right? Okay. Yeah. Then somebody fucked around and showed me the search button. Oh. <laughs> Things you might like. Oh my God. That thing. <laughs> It'll get you going. Child. Every time. They were like, like, you, you can look somebody well. up. All you got to do is like press the little magnifying glass. I'm sitting on the toilet one day, and I was like, well, let me look up such and such and see what he's doing. I press the search button, and all this stuff comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh. It's all, it's <laughs> ooh. Yeah. all Next in thing your you know, an hour later, I'm still on the toilet <laughs> about to get hemorrhoids because I can't, you know, I'm just sitting there with the gravity pulling all my inners <laughs> outwards. And I'm like, still on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, this is the problem. You can get lost and in this, the Yeah, you I can. just won't do it. Mm. That's a good reason. I, you know what gets me? I'll go to the shade room. Shout out shade room. Shout and it'd be like a hundred new posts. And like, since the last and time all you them look interesting because yes. they know how to they know how to like capture that one picture that you'd yeah. be like, oh, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I start going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. So and then I can just like you know 
make a click from the Instagram and it posts to my Twitter and my Facebook. Boom. Oh yeah. Right. Done. One and done. So that's why. Yeah. But I follow people on Facebook. Okay. I just thought we were curious. Yeah. Like you know, we knew Beyonce a good in it. Yeah. It's a Beyonce move. We were like, okay. Hair <laughs> she flip. follows me, by the way. Oh. And you know we're sisters, right? What? Did y'all know that? Virgo? Yeah. Oh, so Richard Lawson, Lawson plays, plays my daddy dad. in Incontent, yes. which makes me and Yance's right. sisters. <laughs> and she's a Virgo. Yes, she Again, is. Virgos. And Mama Tina came to the show. She Aww. came on set, and we had a long conversation. I told her about my new idea to create a new group called Bianjica. Bianjica. With me, Beyonce, and Salon. I'm and here. she was like, okay. I said, so you going to make the costumes, right? She was like, okay. <laughs> Which is a yes. Okay. In okay. my mind. We'll you say it. okay. That's the Creole language. Can we That's manifest it? <laughs> Listen. Okay. Can we she, manifest it? Yes. I'm going to put that right on my my vision board. You said Bianjica? Bianjica. Bianjica. And what I'm doing <laughs> with that name is I'm paying deference to the order of things. Beyonce came first and mm-hmm. hit. Then Solange came. Now I'm about to come and hit. So it's Bianjica. Beyond Shakur. Yeah. Here for all of it. Debut album coming soon. Oh <laughs> Eric, thank you, Eric. Thank you. You are such a And we'll look so forward to that debut album. It's Here gonna be it. called We Did It. What? We're done, y'all. We the did mics it. are dot, falling. Dot, dot, are coming. What? Done. Thank you. Thanks to our guests, Essence Senior News and Culture Editor, Christina Coleman and Erica Ash. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Yes, Girl, Girl. such as our conversations with two dope queens, Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams, Tiffany Haddish, and Taraji P. Henson. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Thanks to producer Steven Silos, audio engineer Chiquita Pascal, Chiquita, gold standard creative for our music. We'll see you next week.